little break, we talked to Anna about how they got into the industry, how their studies were like, and what the main inspirations for their personal artwork was, which was super interesting to hear. And moving now on to our next topic, um, looking at the different places you worked at and the different positions you had, it seems like you wore a lot of different hats throughout your career. And I think that's uh, really admirable and super interesting to see. And we were wondering, uh, how did that exactly happen? Did you apply for these specific positions that were differing or did you want to experience different aspects of um, an art or like concept art focused job? I mean, it's an interesting one because I feel like I fell into a lot of things. <laughs> like I'm definitely someone that says yes to stuff. Uh, and if it sounds interesting, especially if it scares me a little bit. And so I just kind of go for it. Um, I haven't actually applied to that many jobs that I've gotten, mm -hmm. which is a weird thing to say. Uh, I got my first job. It was a placement uh, up in Chester at a um, tiny little indie studio that I found out about uh, through one of my course mates who uh, had already found employment and was just like oh talk to talk to Anna um, might, might be able to help and that's kind of where I've kind of found my first role and that was already straight out of the gate very generalist uh, it was a 2D game but I was doing concepts I was uh, assembling things in engine I was creating uh, game assets uh, it kind of started what became I suppose my kind of typical thing where I would design something and then take it all the way through to being mm -hmm. finished um, but that was only about a year uh, placement and around about nine ten months a job role came up on the Isle of Wight uh, which is somewhere I never thought I'd live um, it turns out there's a game studio there smack bang in the middle uh in Newport mm -hmm. and they called Stainless Games and they did Magic the Gathering the PC oh, and nice. console version mm -hmm. and I have always loved Magic the Gathering I've always wanted to do a card illustration for them uh I was quite excited about like the law side of things mm -hmm. as well so the role that I applied for was a 2D 3D artist uh but a lot of what I did was VFX it was UI Uh, it was painting the in-between sections of illustrations that we got through. So, mm. for example, I'd be there like painting the background in on an image of an artist oh. that I absolutely adored. Like yeah. I'd just be there like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I hope <laughs> I'm doing you justice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've got like a piece of Jamie Jones artwork and I'm like, forgive me. <laughs> like, just trying to like fill in the backs. But it was actually quite useful because I had to figure out their approach um i'd also like to buy stocks and shares in content aware fill in photoshop <laughs> because that got me through a lot of problems um but yeah so it was really broad in that way there was some concepting but by and large a lot of it was vfx and that kind of thing and generally my interest in the law kind of served that quite well mm. too because i got to high bill details in there as well um, but unfortunately, I got made redundant after nine months there. So thankfully, just across the Solon, Climax Studios in Portsmouth just scooped everyone up. Um, oh, nice. And I started there as a 3D environment artist. And I did a lot of tileable texture painting, 
largely hand-painted stuff. Mm -hmm. But there was a project there called Lola and the Giant, Mm -hmm. and I was just exquisitely annoying. Like I was like, I need to work on that. That is so cute. It's exactly the kind of thing I want to make. Let me at it. And I was just a pain in the ass. (laughs) I would just rush through all of my uh hand painting texture work mm-hmm. and just be like hi can i do some paintings look i've made you a windmill let me make you things <laughs> oh. <laughs> for the love of god um and i didn't know maya either so like, i remember the first day that i was allowed to do something i was like i'm going to make a concepting kit like a modular kit to create all these concepts very quickly and then I'm going to slam things again they're like I don't think I've ever been more productive in my life those like one or two days sorry excuse me where I was trying to basically let let me get at it yeah um but with that uh it was amazing because I was able to just chat to the designers and be like what's the vibe that you want uh and we would have like a chat and look at a gray box and I do some paintings and we iterate on that. And then I'd build the whole thing. Um, well, not the whole thing, obviously, but like the environment yeah. and um, the figure out the textures. And I had like some amazing oversight from my lead as well. Oh my God. It was, it was honestly too much creative freedom. <laughs> and, I, and I got the taste for it and now I can't go back. Um, but it was just joyful and everyone cared about the project so much. And because I was able to kind of go from initial concepts all the way through Mm -hmm. to assembling it in engine and set dressing and that kind of thing. um, It, it kind of naturally led to me just being a generalist in Mm -hmm. every, like just so much (laughs) stuff. Um, And then I worked on, uh, Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion and it was a very similar thing I did a lot of concepts and then I was given um the opportunity basically in that the land of U is mm-hmm. flooded and you're able to sail around and find different islands and so I kind of had quite a lot of creative freedom to just be um, like oh there's the ice kingdom and the candy kingdom let's design gelato island that sits in the middle um or uh, like Mushroom Island. And I get to build that as well. I got to build the Evil Forest uh, there too. It's So I suppose I just had a lot of opportunities to kind of start from the initial mm-hmm. points and then take it all the way through. Um, then I moved up to London uh, and I got a job as a senior artist at Dream Reality Interactive mm-hmm. where I had a more art direction-y role there uh it was kind of the first time that I had a proper team um and I worked on this VR game called Arca's Path it was kind of like it was pretty quick how we had to put it together so it was a lot of figuring out how could we make something that fulfills the themes of the game Mm -hmm. and also runs and also uh can kind of come together relatively quickly Mm -hmm. and I suppose that's how I learned a lot of like, okay, what, what can we do that will work in the time frame that we have and the very kind of practical approach that I, that I have to a lot of this, um, just because I've had to work with a lot of deadlines um, and a lot of like, okay, we don't have a lot of time for iterating on this right now. Um, and then uh, similarly to how I feel like I got quite a few of those jobs I just kind of went to an event um, 
And I think at that point, I was just kind of a bit worn out. I was quite mm-hmm. burnt out. Uh, and I gave a talk at the change maker co- as a change maker at the children's media conference about how people were burning out of games. And we had to find ways to keep people in games. Um, and then someone was like, hey, do you want to leave games and work in animation? And I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like the giant hypocrite that I am um, but I met someone uh, from Carrot Animation also in mm-hmm. London uh, and I was always curious about um, VizDev and animation as well because I I never really had that like moment of oh my god people make animation that I'd had mm-hmm. with games so I went along and I tried it and very quickly like it went from VizDev to oh would you like to art direct this CBBS TV show oh <laughs> wow like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah um so that was great fun having a team there as well but it was also a lot of talking about uh storyboards making sense and uh we'd chat about like lines and scripts and figure out how we could reuse certain assets and talking about acting space which is something that uh I'm really glad I learned about like giving characters room to breathe within a scene um and yeah uh then someone that I used to work with at Climax reached out to me uh from Mediatonic and yeah I don't know it's a weird one I just don't tend I I think all of the roles that I've got and I haven't really like applied for in a normal way. I've just mm-hmm. kind of been at places and chatted to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, similarly, Mediatonic, I kind of went along and they were looking to expand their pitching or kind of create a pitching department, yeah. really. And so they wanted me to kind of come on and uh, develop things there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah that that kind of happened because I was like I really like animation but I do love the tech of games and I think that was something that I was missing mm-hmm. um and I think I don't know it was probably a moment for me when I was like at Annecy Animation Festival and I was in the queue for like a big event uh and I got tickets to see Frozen 2 and I was I was standing there just watching like the E3 Xbox conference on my phone <laughs> like I was like okay no I I think I just, I missed the tech a little bit um, side of things. So I jumped back in to work at Mediatonic and yeah, like that's, that's where I am at now. Um, I don't, this is a very, I don't know if this is really answering your question. It's just a random answer of everything. (laughs) Any answer is good. It was was more than we hoped for. I think that's so interesting to see how you went like this path and then kind of it was fine to just go into different directions and take Mm -hmm. on projects that you were just interested in and that kind of connects to this uh, other thing I wanted to ask in um, relation to that is was it difficult to have like a diff to swap your mindset from one job to another because you also mentioned Mm -hmm. that you like to take projects that scare you maybe a bit but still like motivate you to see how it's going how do you deal with that is it difficult for you or yeah is there like any tips you could give people who want to do something similar (laughs) I mean I say yes to things I think there's like two kinds of fear there's the fear that you won't be able to pull it off Mm -hmm. and there's the fear that you'll absolutely hate it if you get stuck in it Mm -hmm. and 
I think that if something feels like the first kind of fear, you should absolutely do it. And mm-hmm. if it's the second kind of fear, but you don't want to admit it to yourself, you probably need to listen to that feeling and not do yeah. it. Um, but <laughs> uh, I think I get a lot of the first kind of fear. I I tend to, the way I operate, I tend to commit to things and a lot of the time I'm like oh god I don't know how I'm gonna do this I've I've yeah. no idea and it's a lot of internal screaming yeah. like it's a lot of like oh no <laughs> but like, you keep that inside and uh gradually like um just kind of figure it out as you go along like I think mm-hmm. that's how everyone approaches things right like yeah. um I I know that I'm reasonably resourceful mm-hmm. um and I will probably get there with a little bit of waving around kind of poking things in the dark and spreadsheets so (laughs) that tends to be how I solve most problems um I I guess yeah I just kind of commit to things Mm -hmm. and it's like my forward thinking part of my brain is just dragging myself kicking and screaming to the next bit um, even though I do enjoy it, I just kind of have to commit to it first and then mm-hmm. I'm in and then I need to do it. Um, right. I don't know. That's not a very encouraging answer that it's still just like... I think that's a very human answer though because like, <laughs> I kind of... Uh, something that feels good is when people admit that like... Especially people who, are, who you think are like good at things when, it, when those people are like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing this whole time but they still kind of like made it work. I think yeah. that that's, that's really comforting, especially for people who yeah. might be going through the same thing where they're put in a situation where it's like, oh man, I've never really like made stuff like this before, but it's being asked of me, how do I make it work? You know, yeah. like, I think that's mm. something like that's going to happen. Maybe a lot. It's happening to me maybe right now where, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm, I'm doing things where it's like, man, I wonder why I got asked to be on this project when the thing that I am working on is nothing like the work I do you know like stuff like that I think happens a lot yeah yeah and I mean I think you forget how much you know until you're actually doing it like I on occasion I feel can explain things quite effectively or have feedback that is useful (laughs) but I don't tend to remember that until it's presented right in front of me (laughs) as something that I have to interact with uh and it's kind of like having that trust that you'll probably be able to figure it out um and also just asking for help like just being okay with saying you don't know something um is very useful Mm -hmm. uh because otherwise how are you ever going to learn anything (laughs) yeah and not getting up in your head about not knowing something Mm -hmm. um because there are so many resources out there to figure these things out. Um, doing the uh, Kickstarter that I ran last year was a really good crash course in that um, because I had no idea how to do a Kickstarter or produce enamel pins or produce embroideries um, or work with clothing companies or how to ship stuff or how to fill in customs forms. But the sheer number of people who stepped up to reply to my DMs or just be like, yeah, let's go. Let's just have a quick chat on like Google Meet and I'll give you all of my hints and tips. It was 
unbelievable like the sheer number of people that helped out with that i would not have gotten anywhere close to the level of stuff that i managed to do and the effectiveness that i was able to kind of create things with Mm -hmm. that's not a sentence but anyway it was so helpful having all of these people just give me all of their advice (laughs) um and now like I feel so much more prepared to tackle something like that like making an enamel pin is not daunting in any way for me now um but beforehand I was like "Ah, I don't understand um and there was so much angst when filling out customs forms like everyone that was around me when I was filling out customs forms and like posting them and I was convinced that I was just throwing money into the void (laughs) and like I was just firing out all of these products that would never get anywhere um I was a nightmare to deal with (laughs) um but I got a lot of advice and help and I asked the people at the post office many questions (laughs) and I got there eventually you know um ask questions keep poking at it make a lot of to-do lists and color code them in nice colors and you'll probably get there eventually (laughs) but i think it's so amazing how you actually have this mindset not only in terms of your um jobs that you had but also like outside because this project with the um, animal pens and the um, clothing is like outside of your day-to-day work and you still went for it and I think that's super interesting that you kind of adapted that mindset onto those things as well and just go for it and I think that's really inspiring actually that um, you shouldn't just stay too much in your head and trust yourself a bit as well I think that's what many of us have difficulties with to just um, trust our gut feeling and be like okay if I want to do this then (laughs) it's fine yeah no I I'm really glad that I did it because I like to do um, a lot of, I get bored. I just get really bored if I don't have, if I'm not busy. Mm-hmm. I, I I love projects <laughs> and I used to do a lot of Comic-Con stuff, but obviously that mm. hasn't been a yeah. thing. And I like, I like my little shop. I like <laughs> to have my little, uh, to think about packaging and branding and cute little gifts for people i'm a terrible business person i keep just being like oh i can do this extra thing (laughs) to make it even nicer um but it's just fun and seeing people like get a thing that you've made is so addictive um Mm -hmm. and it's something that i guess is just a bit different i yeah i mean i have a million one projects that never go anywhere also but similarly to what I was saying earlier I gave myself a deadline like a fixed deadline Mm because I wanted to get the tarot pins out for Halloween like Mm. because spooky Um, (laughs) and yeah I don't know I was like just in just a swamp of molasses of sadness Mm. in in, like September 2020 and then I got a project (laughs) and it's just my brain was like oh we're fine now (laughs) we have a project so everything's okay I don't know I just I I like keeping busy but I think it's just because I get bored really (laughs) Um, hence why today I went out and purchased uh, a bucket and a scraper and new paint and compost 
so I can <laughs> do the patio. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's kind of just what I'm mm-hmm. like, really. Um, I get itchy feet. So. <laughs> and just to like um, wrap up this whole like work section that we touched upon, since you had so many different and interesting positions where you had mm. so much creative freedom or like also um, new challenges that you face, is there any um, type of uh, project or position that you still want to really do in the future someday that is like up there in your dream, like, uh, you know, dream projects that uh, would be great if somebody just suddenly approached and be like, oh, I want to do this with you. Is there something still Um, left? (laughs) I mean, ultimately, I still don't feel like I've developed that many games. Mm -hmm. Like, I still feel like I'm very early on. Um, And the kind of thing that I think I'm most interested in is going down a kind of creative director route. Uh, because I love curating. I love working with teams. I really enjoy kind of the lifting up of everyone and getting everything to fit together nicely. I think as time's gone on, I'm less interested in just pure art and I like Mm -hmm. the crossover of design Mm -hmm. and how you can filter that into the art and have everything kind of inform each other in that way uh i think just making artsy thoughtful games that Mm. make people feel at home and being able to creatively direct that Mm -hmm. i mean is is always going to be the dream like i just want to make kind experiences for Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. um and also work with teams that care about each other and Mm -hmm. care very much about the art that they're making um and just kind of having fun with it uh like just a nicely scoped beautiful game that makes people feel good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's 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 always i think I think I'm going to want to make them forever. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's probably that's probably the vibe. Um, but yeah, I suppose just the kind of creative director mm-hmm. route is probably what's most interesting to me in the long term. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. Lola and the Giant. It was too. It was. It was too much. Too early. Like <laughs> no one. No one has heard of it tiny little vr game they had the opportunity to have like a decent chunk of influence on it and yeah like it, it I, I don't think i i i think i'm going to be chasing after that high forever it's yeah. <laughs> nice so that you at least like yeah. know now that you really enjoyed that and that um, yeah you're aiming for that also in the future that's that's yeah. awesome. I'm sure you'll you'll do that. Like seeing how driven <laughs> you are and how many like so many projects you have, uh, I'm sure you're gonna get them like no time. Like <laughs> literally tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm manifesting it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, kind of uh, scooting into our final topic. We can finally have, you know, we can finally talk 
about mental health stuff properly <laughs> in the in the order that we were supposed to talk about it. Yeah, it's um, been sprinkled throughout our conversation. Absolutely, <laughs> it has absolutely seasoned the conversation so far. Mm, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, like the mental health aspect. Anything about like you know um, whether it's like while you're on the job or before you got your first job, like things that you wish you would have done that you didn't do things that you're doing now that are helping you maintain like good balance, um, things you wish you would have known sooner. Um, anything like that. Okay, go. (laughs) (laughs) I release you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, this is something that I've spoken a lot on in the past. Um, It's kind of where I started in terms of the talks that I've given, just talking about mental health and burnout, just because I came from a background of work, 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 you're a failure if you're not working all the time. How dare you take time off? Just look at yourself. Just (laughs) look at yourself frolicking in the grass, you lazy bastard. Like, you just you need kind of I I spent a lot of time putting all of this very negative self-talk into my brain um and I think a lot of people did uh like that just rejected any kind of dedicated time off um and became massively burnt out and anxious and stressed and depressed as a result um and I think I wanted to kind of be a bit more open about that. And I mean, it's definitely increased in people talking about it. But when I was speaking about it back in 2015, I think was my first, no, 2016 was my first talk uh, on it. It didn't feel as quite as visible as it was back then. Um, at least with the university kind of aspect of it, uh, where people would stand around and kind of just brag about like, oh, I only got three hours sleep last night. Oh, I got four hours sleep. I'm such a good artist. Check me out. Like, I'm suffering. I hate that. Oh, oh I so drink. Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like a badge of honor like people are just wandering around being like i've had eight cups of coffee today (laughs) like congratulations (laughs) i'm so sorry about your internal organs (laughs) um like people like eat coffee for breakfast i mean i have coffee for breakfast that's a bad it's a bad time eat coffee grounds just like (laughs) eat a coffee Um, machine (laughs) yeah I just just lie under your coffee machine and just hit the espresso shot over and over again. Um, yeah, like it was all very, uh, ha I'm suffering for my art. Check me out. I'm better than you, uh, which is super dumb. But I absolutely bought into that. Uh, as previously mentioned, I gave myself many hand injuries because of it. Uh, I had a, physio- a physiotherapist uh I nearly fainted when she stuck some needles in my arm at one point it was very exciting um but yeah it was not worth it yeah. <laughs> it was just not worth it and so I wanted to kind of be more vocal about that um but even like obviously that's physical health but in terms of the mental health the the points that I built myself up to 
especially in third year I remember getting back from the Christmas break for my final kind of term at university and it was finally like the final major project uh time which I built up in my head to be this I mean I literally called it apotheosis it was supposed to be like this pinnacle of (laughs) this pinnacle of my achievements and I just felt nothing I'm not I was just a void I was just a depressed void that had put too much on myself for so long and I was so burnt out and just exhausted and not eating that well and not sleeping that well not exercising not doing anything other than just painting (laughs) and I was just so depressed so unbelievably depressed um and that was kind of the first time that it hit me that hard. Uh, and thankfully there was like university counseling and that kind of thing. Um, but this just kept happening. Like I would take on way too much over and over and then I would just fall into another pit. Um, and I guess I just wanted to kind of be more open about it because I, yeah, have a, really bad habit of just running myself absolutely ragged and I wanted to speak on how people just need to take breaks (laughs) like it's not that out there as a concept um but also therapy and talking to your doctor and Mm. like yeah Mm. just loaded yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um just trying to be a bit more open about it because I don't know I started talking about it and I had a lot of people reach out and be like oh my god I thought it was just me that felt like this um so I tried to be a bit more ah, about it because at that point I was big on oversharing on Twitter uh I've reined it back in a little bit now <laughs> but at that point I was much it was kind of like where I just went to yell my feelings sure. um and I felt I found like other ways to process things now but at the time it was a way to kind of work through my thoughts Uh, this is a very rambly answer um, but in terms of uh, I guess in terms of how I kind of deal with things now I mean I got a therapist over um, like the beginning of the situation Uh, like I which was amazing like it uh, just a, a a proper therapist like I'd had kind of counselors but this was someone who had experience in like all sorts of acronyms that I can't remember and just had to do all of these tapping things man I don't know it was very complicated but it was extremely useful and it it, it's given me over time all of those experiences enough tools to be able to kind of walk myself back from like just feeling overwhelmingly anxious and depressed I mean I still have those feelings but I think sure it's kind of it's just like oh I know how to I know how to deal with you now cool. like rather than spiraling into a pit of misery I'm just gonna go to bed like I I know when I'm in that headspace and I'm like yeah cool I know how to I know how to handle this now yeah. um it's like <laughs> this is a very niche reference but there's a 80s cover of Numb by Linkin Park 
and <laughs> it's like super jazzy and it is kind of like all the comments are basically like this is when you're used to having depression it's just like oh my god fine oh no i know, I know, how, I know how to cope with this like it's just yeah. like like it's it's not it's not fun but at least you've kind of got that there right um like those tools in place yeah. and um you can kind of navigate your way through those feelings um mm. because you've done therapy because you've got medication because yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. to people because you make sure that you go running like i've taken up roller skating and oh, nice. that's been great because <laughs> it's going outside and getting vitamin d uh and just setting yourself up for success really uh and not just sitting sadly at your computer trying to get like a painting done when it's 1am and you're exhausted and you've Mm. only eaten crisps like that's that's not what you're like it's It's like yeah exactly um yeah I think I don't know. So, something that because I have a I've seen a therapist myself maybe for like squints tries to remember uh maybe two and a half years question mark um like I have my year after school I think I started seeing um maybe I, I think I started seeing a therapist maybe like December of twenty eight actually so maybe like three and a half years pretty consistently um and so much of what therapy was for me was like having someone safe to talk to about the thing that was rattling around in my head because you can't talk to your friends about things and I do talk to my friends about things but I think having someone who is like focused on helping you understand why you feel a certain way and then also helping you like connect the dots with like ah oh, man this is like actually a negative thought pattern that you're in that you're deep into why do you feel that way about yourself mm. um and trying to like help you like see a way like out of things like temporarily or whatever because that's something that like I think um something that I wish was like how therapy works is that oh you go to therapy and then you're fixed and then it's like oh we're done when it's actually more like like you will feel bad again it's just having maybe a little bit more perspective about how you feel about things because I think that's something that was the most important for me is that like I will still feel down about things but I understand that because of how like uh, my life situation is or like how my personal patterns are it's like oh I'm only gonna feel this for like the next like couple days or whatever the next week and Mm. then like usually that's when it goes away usually right just having those kind of like little understanding moments with yourself I think kind of helps a lot because then it doesn't feel like oh man I live here but that is in the perspective of someone who's like um I've had issues with you know depression anxiety before but obviously there's like like varying like levels of all of these things so that's just how um it's happened for me uh and and for everyone it's 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 different um but therapy for sure has been one of the most positive things in my life I don't think I could have I don't think I could have gotten as far as I have right now without having like a therapist like to like call in an emergency you know and 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 now like I've made so much progress that like lately I've been like I meet with my therapist like maybe like once a month she's like we're you're doing so good like we have nothing to talk about 
Like, let me know when you have something <laughs> to talk about. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, yeah. I process things. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I'll tell her things. I'll tell her things. And then as I'm telling her things, I'm, like, already unraveling it. And she's like, okay, our work here is done. Great. <laughs> That's so good. It's so yeah. good. And yeah. so necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I used to go to therapy a lot during high school and after high school and very regularly. Um, but then I just kind of stopped and was just thinking, okay, I don't need it anymore because those issues from high school are kind of done now. Um, I'm starting a new chapter in my life. But in the past years, I realized that I really should just go for it. I was talking to my friends about this and like one of my friends was saying that she also wished that she realized this sooner that just to like not stay in your head so much and just go for it and talk to a therapist finally not just think that you have to sit by yourself and deal with these things because as you, as Ash said like you can talk to your friends about these things but specific things I just don't want to like unload onto my friends like they're not my therapist they're my friends like I don't want to yeah burden them with like some issues that are just kind of difficult to even put into words for me in that type of way so it is important and necessary to give you that reminder it's okay to go and okay to seek for help like it's um nothing bad or like any sign of weakness or anything it's okay <laughs> and i need to uh, do that myself actually as well uh, so it's quite nice to hear like both of your perspectives on that as well <laughs> mm. yeah yeah honestly and it's great talking to your friends, but they're also not trained professionals. Exactly. Like, my God, I think back in 2017, I had some NHS counselling and I was there just in like my setup kind of who are you going to get matched to kind of uh, introductory thing. And I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of struggling with like my sense of identity and that kind of thing. And she was just like, oh, yeah, what are, what are your parents like? <laughs> it was just like, just like, bam, 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 bam. And just, she was like, oh, have you, have you considered it's this thing? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was so obvious, but I'd never even put two and two together. But yeah. that's literally their job. And yeah. like, it, yeah. they are there to kind of have like a, a a web of things connecting in your brain that you can that other people just aren't going to be able yeah. to put together yeah do it it's great like <laughs> it's so great <laughs> i definitely will unfortunately the system in germany i really like how in england there is the nhs and you like can seek that and then kind of go from there and i mean it takes a million Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the case here too, actually. But yeah, it's like... <laughs> sorry, go. Oh no, it's alright. It, it, but it's like I've been trying, and it's like so difficult to get a spot, especially now with the situation. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I keep trying. So um, as like I keep hearing from other people how much it helps them, I just realized I should have done this a lot sooner. So um better now than never yeah yeah for sure what is it the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago the second best time is today uh like i've got a i've got a referral letter sitting right in front of me uh for an adhd assessment that is a current waiting time of 18 months so (laughs) (laughs) these waiting times yeah yeah um but either way even even just like those self acceptance things um 
like I, I'm not officially diagnosed with ADHD, but given that most of it seems my friends seem to <laughs> be, be getting diagnosed with it, like we've it's out together. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many people, and like even like for me, like I've noticed things with my friends where like. I, all it took was for me to make friends with one person with ADHD who is very knowledgeable and who's mm. very vocal about like what they experience and what things are like and the things that they do. And it just took me becoming friends with that person for me to be like, oh, oh, wait, I'm surrounded. <laughs> Everyone's here. <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, obviously, yeah, like, I'm obviously i'm not gonna be like that person who's like i think you have 80 but i'm just here like silently like interesting i hope you find your way that's basically how i feel you know (laughs) yeah yeah like i mean i obviously i haven't got my diagnosis yet but i have deep suspicions and already kind of Mm. like being aware of that does help me kind of accept yeah certain habits uh one of which is just i will impulsively start new projects at the drop of a hat that kind of thing like i'll wander around and start new courses and just i i like that aspect of myself but i'm kind of enabling it rather than Mm -hmm. crushing it down now um and that's been really helpful as well um so currently doing a graphic design course i did oh. a short story writing course beforehand yeah yeah just jumping into stuff so yeah, i mean like nice. also i think doing other um this is kind of like connecting weird dots out here in these streets but i feel like doing yeah, things like that <laughs> kind of like um is also part of like the mental health aspect because something that i started last year like late february that i'm still doing now is that i i have a japanese tutor because i was like oh man i should probably should have been had one for like years and years and years by now but i didn't really know that like it's like how people find out oh wait you can do artist career i didn't even know you could do that i didn't even think about the possibility of language tutors being accessible online so then i got one (laughs) (laughs) right and so I got one and then it just became a part of my life where it was really nice to just like have another focus that wasn't like art because I get assigned homework and I have to do it by the time we meet again the next week and so kind of having something else to like kind of like focus my time on was really really positive and helped me be like more of a person and doing things that were towards my goals anyways and helping me feel like I don't know healthier and stuff like I feel like finding things like that is is really important um because like like we like we said earlier like you said earlier like it's really easy to just be kind of consumed with you know art life hashtag art life but um I don't know like I feel like you'll you'll get tired after a bit maybe and then or like I know we had a had a guest on a couple months back Lindsay who basically had to rebuild her whole life because for the first like what like seven ish 10 or whatever years of her career she made herself only like focus on art things her whole life was about art and then when she like met her goal or whatever she's like okay I don't know who I am anymore so she had to like start over yeah I mean I had like rule I had aspirations for years um 
that I would write down my yearly goals and it'd be like, be a concept artist, be an art director. And I've technically crossed those off now. And I'm like, but ultimately there's still plenty of things that I'm interested yeah. in doing. Like I, there are, there are further goals and that kind of thing, but it didn't feel like this kind of, I don't know, uh, celestial light descended upon me yeah, that's true, <laughs> i was yeah. like i have achieved my goals i was like i'm i'm, I'm just here like i'm yeah. doing stuff that i like and it's cool um but it wasn't like i just reached what is it like sim platinum where you just kind of get like the uh <laughs> achievement for doing that and you're, then you're just happy forever it's like okay cool how can i it's it's i guess it's more about like what I'm making now um, and just the subject matter and the people I'm with. It's almost as if it's just part of life and it's not just a bunch of uh, arbitrary tick boxes that are exactly, yeah. our existence. <laughs> yeah. So I think we tend to like glorify that aspect of um, how the job is like our entire life. And that's like the only goal we have. And then we, it turns out to be like very flat and like, there's nothing else in your life anymore to be like worth achieving or being interested mm. in. And um, it gets very lonely after a while as well. I think that, that it's just that only thing that you look forward to every day is just your job and just what you are doing in that job. But there's so many other aspects in life that you could be doing as well that further yourself, further your life or further just how you feel. Uh, mm. That's I think the most important thing. I, I really um, resonate with that. So I, I, I personally didn't, spent too much time into hobbies when I was at university I'm trying to do that more now but even having like a pet to look after that really helped me as well just to that I'm forced to take that time off like I can't really decide when I'm stopping work or when I'm starting work because there's some like something else or somebody else who's relying on me and I need to do that so that really helps as well to kind of yeah there's something else out of your control as well that supports that whole mindset I guess yeah like it just gives you it forces you to be present right yeah. like it forces you to kind of exist in the world yeah, <laughs> rather exactly. than existing kind of in the future or <laughs> on your computer like exactly. uh you can't just be there like ah oh, and then i will do this specific thing and i'll have this title and it will be lovely and everything yeah. will be like no okay i've got to go walk the dog and it's gonna be really nice um yeah uh i i am a huge fan of that and also just kind of having the opportunity to chat to people that aren't necessarily just in games and art uh that's why i took up roller skating because people are really like open to just chatting if you're on skates maybe it's because you're for like you're just roll you look like a toddler like you ultimately you look like a toddler um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like at least i do um just mostly because i just make everything pastel pink and i just i don't know it looks like i've fallen into a uh just a roll of brightly colored cloth um cloth. but i it's great i love it um but I wanted to kind of do something that was separate to all of the kind of games and art stuff. And similarly, I was like, you can just hire people to teach you a thing. So I had like a couple of roller skating classes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when just someone showed up in a park and showed me how to do like crossovers and transitions. It was great. It was so much fun. Um, the possibility. But, Endless. Yeah. yeah. 
endless. Yeah. yeah. And you can't be up in your head when you're on skates because you'll fall over. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. It. I. I love stuff that kind of forces you to be in the moment, really. Yeah. Um, my new goal this year, I want to try kayaking. So oh. we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Good luck, like you water. got this. <laughs> yeah, I paint a lot of boats, so it feels like a natural evolution. Um, You're acquainted got... with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, last year I had some time off and uh, I was just, this is back when I was in the sad molasses time and it was really sunny and there was a bunch of boats that you could, like little rowboats that you could rent out on a lake and it was just the most cottage core shit like i had my little gouache uh like painting bag and i just rented out a rowboat and just rode into the middle of this pond and just painted trees like just just there and oh it was just pure serotonin it was so good (laughs) um but it was great i would recommend 100 (laughs) yeah i feel like anything you can do to kind of like get that fun back in there and it, it, it kind of sucks that it feels like like we put it off for a little bit and then get back into it later that really really sucks like even with myself and the things that I do I feel like I put it off for a bit because I was focusing so much on other things and then and then later on I'm like oh man I forgot that I actually did like to bake things you know stuff like that but um I think anything anything we could do to like sprinkle in the fun you know, while we're working hard on things is, is going to just be better for yeah. like mental health efforts and taking care of ourselves. And um, so hopefully anyone, anyone listening right now, um, this is, this is your sign to do a fun thing. Do that fun do thing. Do a fun thing. Yeah. See, see if anyone, <laughs> because someone <laughs> might be able to teach you how to do that random thing that you want to know how to do, yeah. but you didn't really think yeah. about like roller just skating. <laughs> Just Hell yeah, look up a tutor. <laughs> Find a tutor. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and pursue that thing. This is this is your sign from yeah. the universe. <laughs> Manifesting it for all the listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so kind of like to just like wrap up and, and finish up this episode. Um, things that have been kind of nice to hear about or just like and all the mental health sort of notes taking care of yourself doing things that are fun not working your hands uh eyes emoji not working your hands to death um and uh just kind of being a little bit like flexible and kind of like taking a little bit of um you know like like steps into the unknown and just trying to like see how it goes because you may never know like I don't know like you may find that you you have a latent skill in there that just need a little bit of like work and polish and 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 you can become a better artist because of it um and uh yeah like really good stuff um makes me think about especially like the thing with you like bouncing around to different things so quickly within like um your career so far makes me it makes me think "Mm -hmm," about like oh how I can apply some of those like thoughts and stuff to to what I do um so to finish 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 you can find Anna on uh Twitter and ArtStation and I I, any other links that you want to share Anna we'll just put we'll just we'll just cram them all 
We'll just yeah, call them all know, in the description box. Just the name. It's, yeah, I, I never came up with a fun username. It, I had, like, my weeb usernames, but I'm not I'm not that good at branding. So my no, surname's weird enough. So, like, I'm just like, there we go. And a Holland Rake on everything. Don't yeah. make me think. Like, yeah, yeah. So we'll be including all of their... Um, art info and things in the description box of whatever you're listening to us on uh and yeah thanks again for coming on and talking to us thank you for yeah, thank you, thank thank you so for still being down and chill to do this months yeah. and months hell later. yeah no it's so great it's been super great yeah it was really exciting to talk to you like just seeing about all your experiences how much you have uh, experienced in the past six years that's just um yeah as ash said super motivating to keep going and keep chugging and you know uh, just I doing mean, the thing you two are doing amazing stuff as well like uh, <laughs> thank you very inspiring so. uh, thank <laughs> you <laughs> This is this is an appreciation triangle. Yeah, exactly. Share all the wholesome fields across yeah, the globe. Yeah, good vibes, good vibes. And to anyone listening right now, if you want to suggest someone to join us for an episode of our podcast, someone who's a great um, positive force in their community or just amazing at what they do, please uh, email us. We would love to have them on. Um, our email is allinclusivepodcast at gmail.com. That's all inclusive, no spaces, pdcst at gmail.com. They can work in any aspect of the industry, either be a 2D artist, 3D artist, QA, programmer. We would love to have like a super wide range of um, amazing, inspiring artists that yeah, our listeners can have an insight into many aspects of game development, see how diverse the people are that are working in there. So please get in touch and yeah. We're excited to have anyone on the show. For sure, for sure. And uh, I would like to thank you all for joining us for our uh, Thanks Really Hard Right Out ninth episode number yes, nine sir. of All Inclusive. <laughs> and we hope that you had as much fun listening to us as we do talking. You can find us on a couple different social media channels. You can find those in the description box below. And so far, that's on Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify. Thanks again, and we'll hope you'll join us for another episode of All Inclusive.